The pace of end of fiscal year spending is off this year for a variety of reasons. Among them, some unresolved policy questions related to national security and the federal supply chain. For the industry view, we turn to the president and CEO of the Professional Services Council, David Berto. And David, your members are saying they're just not seeing the contracts coming through. What, what's uh, what's your observation? So, Tom, as you know, uh, the fourth quarter of any fiscal year is usually the quarter in which the most money is obligated on contracts, as well as uh, other other government obligations. Uh, uh, a lot of funds, uh, either this year's funds expire at the end of the. Uh, fiscal year on September 30th, or it may be the two-year money from last year is expiring, right? And so there's always a push uh, towards the end of the year to get get funds out. We don't have the data. We won't get the data until the fiscal year is over. Uh, But what we're hearing from a lot of our member companies is that the pace of awards, the pace of new awards, and the pace of new task orders is a little bit slower than it is typically at this time of year. Obviously, there's a lot of potential reasons for that. Uh, COVID-19 and the pandemic uh, is still around, and that's certainly uh, impacting things. Um, we also believe, I think, that uh, some of the some of the slowdowns may be attributed to um, the requirement now that every contractor who signs a contract uh, has to confirm that they have no prohibited products uh, from Huawei or Hikvision or ZTE or any of the other banned Chinese companies in any of their systems. And while I don't think a lot of companies have had a great deal of difficulty making that certification, I do think that it has coagulated the contracting process a little bit. Certainly in our conversations with the agencies, we think there are contracts that have been slowed down uh, as a result of that. And it's not because there isn't work to be done. I mean, every agency has a ton of work that needs to be done out there. So the the government has plenty to do and uh, needs to get on doing it. We're a little worried about that. I wonder if when you hear about all these reports of greater productivity on the part of agencies, that's processing routine work, but planning and how do we do the future? How do we plan to improve applications or processes? Maybe that kind of work, the difficult stuff that happens in lots of meetings is not happening. Well, you know, when, when, when we uh, all went started working from home, not all, but a, a large chunk of both the government workforce and, and the contractor workforce where possible started teleworking back in, in March, right? There was a, a sense that uh, people were just as productive uh, remotely as they had been in the office where they could be, right? Um, but you have to ask yourself, does that sustain itself over time? How much of that is a surge capacity, right? And, and can you continue doing this? But I also think that uh, what we didn't see initially is what are the long-term consequences of not being in that collaborative environment, you know, and source selection is certainly one of those things where you do need to collaborate. The source selection evaluation committee or board uh, needs to meet together. Uh, they can do it virtually, obviously, but uh, face-to-face is still, there's no, there's no substitute for face-to-face. Nobody's figured out a virtual app no. uh, for face-to-face networking yet. And, and that, may be, that may be part of it. I think another part, though, is the uncertainty, right? Because uh, we don't have a, a, an appropriations yet for fiscal year uh, 21. Fiscal year 21 starts in, in, uh, in about 21 days, right? And so uh, that lack of certainty, I think, always spills over into programs and contracts. Uh, I'm not going to spend all of my money now when I'm not sure how much I'm going to have in just three weeks. Right. And just getting back to this year's policy questions, though, before we get into next year, there's also the 3610 rule, which uh, would pay contractors that can't get to the federal offices where they work. Uh, There's been some scrutiny of that program and whether that has any future, too. And that that's got to worry contractors. 
It does. And that, that authority, as you mentioned, uh, allows the government to reimburse uh, agencies or companies for, uh, for keeping their employees in a paid status uh, when they can't telework and when they can't get to the facility where they have to do the work because you don't want to fire the workers. You spend a lifetime building up this workforce, right? Um, GAO put out a report last week looking at what the data show on the use of Section 3610, and they found that it hadn't been widely used, but that's because they were looking only in the official records places. Uh, our, our data show that, in fact, uh, dozens of agencies, both civilian agencies and the Defense Department, have used it extensively, but they're not reporting it in the federal procurement data system because they're just doing it through the invoices with using available funds. So the focus of the GAO report was both insufficient and inadequate to capture all of the use. Nobody believes that this is the need for this is going to end on September 30th. There'll still be a pandemic on October 1st. And so it's absolutely essential that Congress extend that authority with or without funding. I mean, the, the funding is important, but it's not as important as the extension. And PSC will be working this very hard for the next three weeks. We're speaking with David Berto. He's president and CEO of the Professional Services Council. And looking ahead to fiscal 2021, there is no appropriations and Pretty much everyone has agreed now that there will be a continuing resolution, but that doesn't totally resolve the question because there's the length of the CR and the longer right. these things go to the election or to January or to inauguration day, whatever they decide, makes it harder to do the rest of the year beyond that. They're absolutely right. A continuing resolution keeps us going. Uh, and, you know, by by definition, it's essentially you can do next year what you were doing last year. Nothing new can't stop anything old, uh, except where there's an anomaly that allows you to do that. We've seen the public reports that uh, that a clean continuing resolution could be enacted and put forward. But you're right, Tom, more than likely it would be for maybe six weeks until, say, you know, Friday the 13th after the uh, the election. And, uh, and then you'll have to have another continuing resolution. If you go back to 2016, the last presidential election, uh, it was actually almost seven months before we had a full year appropriation in place. And we went through continuing resolution after continuing resolution. That level of uncertainty penetrates the system in such a way uh, that it inhibits not only productive work, but efficient and effective work as well. And contractors and the government both need better than that. Any advice for contractors now? I mean, if you can certify, say, under 889 that you don't have this Chinese gear, I guess a lot of contractors are worried that some anomaly when the rules are finalized and the auditing process to go back and see if everyone was truthful could come back to bite them, even though they might have been in full compliance in heart and mind and intent, but maybe not technically. So that's one question. They've got to have a strategy for revenue between now and then. First of all, uh, companies are still are are still bidding and winning work. It's just the pace is a little bit slower than what we've seen, right? And so so it is it is if anybody's on a, on a going out of business curve, and there's a lot of work left over as well. Uh, from from previous existence. So this is really new awards that are being slowed up as a result of this. I don't get the sense that the slow up is because companies can't certify. I get the sense that the slow up is contracting officers are going a little bit slower. This is new to them. They got to make sure that they're following it correctly. Uh, not every agency has issued guidance, right? And and the, the federal acquisition regulation rule itself is not self-implementing, right? It's uh, 15 pages long in the federal register, which is a lot of dense material. Um, contracting officers almost always want to know how can I do this in such a way that it's done well and safely and won't rebound uh, and get me in trouble down the road. 
Um, so I don't think it's a long-term problem, but I do think, in fact, we're, we're concerned about that. The bigger concern, though, um, is, is, in fact, the inability of Congress to reach agreement on a fiscal year 21 appropriations and, and uh, to, to move that forward. One of the things we've seen is that getting a full year appropriations on time dramatically improves the government's efficiency. And uh, unfortunately, this October, we won't see that. David Berteau is president and CEO of the Professional Services Council. As always, thanks so much. Thank you, and I look forward to meeting with you in the next fiscal year and having all of this be fixed. All right. Let's, uh, from your lips to whoever's ears, I guess, we'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash Podcast One to learn more and start your free trial.